Yo. Especially yeah, the center bias brothers tonight. This is the crew, Sky, Ramia, Darren, myself, Jomo. Today we're talking Barcelona and all things Barcelona. Barcelona expert here, Darren Jones, so we're going to begin. Darren, how do you feel about your team? How do you think about last season? Let's start with that. Last season, just give us a quick synopsis and let's go with that. I mean, to say that the disappointment is an understatement. Um, we started the league with, obviously, as a, with a team as Barcelona, we expect to win La Liga win Copa del Rey, and if not win Champions League, at least make it to the final or semi-finals. Um, so to say it was a disappointment is, is a huge understatement. Um, what hurt the most would have been obviously the Champions League loss against Bayern, and what happened after that. I mean, you don't need to remember the score. <laughs> what happened after that? Because, I mean, as a Barcelona fan, what is happening now has been, we have... We have seen that happening a number of years from now. Bartomeu came, became president of Barcelona in, what, in 2014. And since then, as Messi rightly said in his interview, there has been no project. If you look at the players that Bartomeu has purchased, you can literally say that there is no project. All right? And that has hurt the team where now we see the, the remnants of it, we see the results of it where Barcelona, I mean, forgetting what Coleman's new project now, we have hit rock bottom. He has totally destroyed the club. And it's tough as a Barcelona fan to see the team where it is, and especially to see Messi um, having to say the things that he's saying now and have to experience what he's experiencing now. Okay. Um, so let's divide this season into two parts. Pre-COVID, you all win the latter season of the Champions League. You all are a favorable first leg against Napoli. And you all were in a dominant, I think you all were at least two points clear in the you know La Liga table. True, but the cracks were always there. The cracks were there. Um, we weren't winning. Um, we weren't winning away games in La Liga. We weren't beating um, smaller teams, teams that we'd usually beat. We obviously at Camp Nou, we Barcelona Fortress. We'll win there. But when we played outside of Camp Nou, we literally struggled, and the game was slow, and everything was literally running through Messi. Now it's good to run things through Messi. Messi is the greatest player ever. But the game gets very predictable if there are no other outlets for attack. And then defensively, well, then we were in shambles as well. So I would say, yes, we were mathematically in a better position pre-COVID. But, I mean, the cracks were there and you can't be surprised as, as to what happened after COVID. Okay. But the cracks for me personally, I, I don't know how Scarlett and Ramia feels about it, but for me, the cracks were always there. You always had problems defensively in a centre-back with uh, a partner. Uh, yeah. So, is it that this season Messi couldn't put on the red cape and deliver? Because to me, yeah. cracks were always there and you all consistently just bought attacking talent. That is true. We haven't, um, we haven't purchased a player, a, a, a starting 11 player. But you has a huge record of purchasing a lot of players who warm the bench or players who were misfits. No player that would have taken the pick, because in my opinion, a player like Busquets should have been um, on the bench and guiding the younger players a long time ago. Um, Sergio Roberto to be starting as, at a club at Barcelona, probably one of the, num- probably the, well, in my view, the number one club in the world. We have Roberto starting at right back. That's crazy. We haven't had a challenger for Albert left back position since oh, Adriano. Well, I mean, 
Adrian played before, but we haven't had a good right back apart from Alba in a number of years. Junior Fepo is nowhere close to a world-class player. Um, in defense, we have Pique there who isn't being challenged at all. We have Longlet who played last season and then at the end of the season, he got a bit slack as well because there's, there, there are no players to challenge them. Omtiti is injured all the time. So, I mean, it, it was a recipe for disaster. You can't play against a, a top team with Busquets being your, with being your central, well, your defensive midfielder and not a double pivot. Then it's a recipe for disaster, as I was saying. I think it have a lot. I think it have a lot to do with the, the um. Well, as he's doing the board, the board decisions was crazy, and then um, a little basically like what Chelsea was between two thousand and seven and two thousand and twelve. What Chelsea was just switching managers, switching managers, and because you only switching because managers. No offense, I'm not talking about points, but you compare Barcelona and Chelsea, no? Yeah, because you switching managers, switching managers, and yeah, one manager. Do have enough time to solidify the plan and, and if, project Barcelona, if you look at Barcelona's history, we we win and we dominate in patches. There, there has always been a, a project, a successful project, a, a project may not be too successful, but there's always a project. All right. Go back to the times of Rivaldo, Ronaldinho, all those guys. There was a project in place, there was a plan. Now we have just been surviving on Messi. Literally, I've been surviving on Messi. If you look at the last two, three La Ligas we won, it was based on Messi's strength. We were losing a number of away games, and Messi came up Trump with probably a free kick or something like that, and we ended up winning that's the game. That's true. As a team, we haven't been playing good football at all. What Liverpool did to us, what Roma did to us, it's not a surprise. It, good teams will beat us. The core is weak. So then we could say that the, the problems in defense have been stretching back since the Roma to Liverpool, mm-hmm. to now Bayern, and the problem is being, isn't being addressed because I was going to ask, is Sergio Roberto a, def- a midfielder or is Sergio Roberto a right-back? There's no competition for Alba and the centre-backs, as I said. What I think, and I would say it now, I think Barcelona get comfortable with just getting by in La Liga and try to extend that to the Champions League, and they're getting caught out in the Champions League. So playing Sergio Roberto as a right-back in La Liga, you might, you'll get away with it. Because of the attack and talent, but in the Champions League, men exposing it, men planning for an exposing. You you can't. I mean, it was, it was, it, it was absolute ri- ridiculousness to see um, Roberto starting against um, Mane. Then I mean, come on, anybody could see that that is a mismatch. Mane will roast him alive, and that is what happened. But then why sell Semedo to Wolves? The View on Semedo is that, um, and my personal opinion as well, and this is what I have issued Barcelona with right now. Semedo is an uh, average player. Semedo will never be the best right back in the world, in my opinion. He just doesn't have it in him. All right? He is inconsistent as well. So, I mean, why keep a player? I mean, we can keep him, but why keep a player that will never become the best? Is Barcelona, is you're not talking about Sevilla or Villarreal or some of them, you are talking about Barcelona. We want and deserve the best. We want Daniel Alves, a Daniel Alves type of player, dominant right back. So, Semedo wasn't able to provide it. The club needed money and they sold him. Okay. Rami, I laugh at um, Nelson Semedo. Yeah. I, mean, I think what he says typifies what is happening. To bars are what has happened to Barca and a lot of the big clubs. There's this arrogance 
when it comes to resting on laurels. So it's like, we were once this great team or we are once this great team. I, I can show you the parallels even with Manchester United. Mm -hmm. We are this great team. The name is there. So we don't need to really replace the players correctly. Yeah, you're so, making this point, yeah. So, Puyal left. They did not replace Puyal. Puyal was a major figure. Danny Alves left. They did not replace Danny Alves. After Abidal, it came down to this fella here. Um, Ramed is a good year, but we are leaving it. After Abidal was Adriano and then Alba. Adriano and then Alba, right. Adriano and then Alba. Right back. All right, so in the midfield, Iniesta and Javi were not adequately replaced. So we'll have that gap there. As you guys said, Sergio's legs were going. Up front, David Villa. I think Neymar was a good enough replacement, an excellent replacement. Good enough replacement? I mean, it was an excellent, maybe even an upgrade of sorts to, to David Villa. So the front line was always okay. But in the core of the team, where the, the big characters left the club, I don't think that they were adequately replaced and the big clubs sit down and say, it's the same kind of, oh, we've been there and done that. We don't need to do these kind of reinforcements. Look at us. Alex Ferguson was winning with some mediocre teams for a long time. Mediocre teams on paper. Had a well-drilled system. Boom. We never adequately replaced Gary Neville at right back. We had Raphael playing right back. Raphael for him. You turn out a right winger into a right back. Raphael. Then it came down to Valencia. Left back. Who was our left back? We haven't replaced Evra as a big character in the club. They had Fabio. Fabio. Then it come down to a set of... Even Boatner was... But Ramia... I would say it's one of the, the follows um, of a champion team. Oh, right? wait, wait. Be before, 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 before you go, we lost Ferdinand and Vidic in the same season or one season after the other. Parik, the core of the clubs are not being replaced. I find the clubs that were traditionally built on organization and these very well-drilled systems, as you would say, these projects have now become the teams who just buy the furious players who are on show this season. So Rami, Sancho but let me just explain to you why I disagree with you. Because yeah. I think that Barcelona in 2015 won the Champions League with the purchase of Suarez. Yeah. So uh -huh. then from 2015, you could see that players were adequately replaced because they were on fire that season. Piquet and was it Umtiti, Darren? Hmm? Yeah. Began um Titi oh, was the second Yeah. Um Alba replaced Alba came in and was in a good run of form. So it is not like these players are not good enough. It's just that they, they no longer where they were at the peak and they've not been adequately replaced. So then so that leads to saying... another question. That okay. leads to another question. Darren, Bartimeo, Serena's president. Would, would you label it a failure? Would you label it as some success? Because 
I, I could be wrong, but didn't he push his Suarez and that begun a good spell for you all with the trouble with Neymar? So then what went wrong? What was uh, going wrong? I'll connect everything there. Um, talking about the fallout of having a champion team. Barcelona had a very good team for a number of years. Guardiola era straight down to Enrique and Valverde, if you want to go as far. Um, we, when you have a winning team, it's tough to replace players. I must admit that you have a Xavier and Iniesta. They'll play at the top for a number of years, and it's difficult for a young player to really come and take their pick. But when, when there's no project and no planning in place, you'll have what happened to Manchester United, where those players move on and you have no one grooming. So the problem with Barcelona, we kept playing old players. We kept playing older players, um, like Iniesta and Xavier and those guys, for the entire season and not giving any young player a chance. We didn't bring any right um, young players and weren't allowing them to groom and You're play like Xavi and them. Yeah, like Thiago. Thiago should have been playing some games with Xavi and those guys, but he wasn't playing at all. They'll just play Xavi and Iniesta every single game. You're playing a small team, same Xavi and Iniesta. When they were already getting old, so there was no integration between the younger player and the older players. Fast forward now, um, with that happening, Bartomeu took charge of a very good team. Remember, Neymar came under Russell, all right? He bought Suarez. But in the entire team, Bartomeu's uh, success came from uh, an inherited squad, an inherited very good squad. In yesterday, it was the same team basically under Guardiola, except a couple of players, the same Alba, the same Alba, the same players that he came and he went with. But he had no plan. He... They, we lost identity at, our, at that point in time where we started, to, we started to think that we needed tough players. So we started to buy Andre Gomes. Fast forward to Vidal. These players are not Barcelona identity Paulinho, players. Paulinho, Paulinho as well. Paulinho, I mean, the list goes, I mean, we don't need this. The list is crazy. All right? We bought Ada Turan. So we started to think that our philosophy is about having a, a steel midfield. And Barcelona, that is not our identity. We, we, we do. What is our steel midfield? We know about quality midfield, all right? So, but to me, not having a plan, so for me, he has run the um, club to the ground. Um, he left where Messi is the only player of high quality, Busquets is old, and there are no adequate replacements who would have come and gel in. So, what is my opinion on Bartomeu? Absolute disaster. And it's ironic for me, at least, that your midfield needs help, and yeah. At one point, had an embarrassment of riches in midfield with Thiago, etc. Now, midfield actually crying out for Thiago like player. Keep yeah. possession. And, and then you have young players like Pooja and those guys. But because there is no project, you have new coaches coming with new identities and wanting to do their own thing. And if every coach comes in and has a different idea of how the team should play, then how do you create, uh, create sustainability? Thanks. Because what I, what I found weird too was that. Your big money players, after they were bought, I'm not sure if it was a coach bought them or it was the, the management. When they were bought, you see, shortly after they were bought, you're hearing that they have to go on a loan spell or they're rubbing the bench forever. And these are like $120 million, $90 million point, players. Let's talk about Griezmann. Why was Anton Griezmann purchased to play in Barcelona? He's not a number nine. He doesn't like playing there. He likes to play behind the strikers. That position is occupied by Messi. So he bought a player for 100, over $100 million to play him where? Out of position. He wouldn't perform. Same with Coutinho. Coutinho likes playing behind the striker, where he's playing now. 
but you you purchase him and you play him on the left wing as a and left wing. When you yeah. underperform, you blame the player. When in reality is that you have no plan. You just purchase an expensive players with absolutely no plan. Dembele, same expensive player. You bought Dembele as a young player to play in Barcelona to replace Neymar. You gave him the world of expectations, and his first season will flop. It's just too much pressure. Barca was like like anybody who wants to play for Barca. Barca went and get them. That's that's my goal. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. What's the plan? Every good um, attacking player. Exactly. Where's the Barcelona identity? I mean, Barcelona made its name for playing a certain type of football. Right now, we have moved very far away from that. Especially we, we won the league, but the, the play was nowhere close to Premier Barcelona. Yeah, it's more like messy ball now rather than a system. Right. And oh, the, the what's the expectation for this season, Darren? My expectation for this season. Um, my expectations aren't too much, but as you mentioned in the, the, previous, the previous podcast, I think Messi's determination to make a point is important. The club is very uncertain. We have uh, a no-confidence motion happening against Bartimeu now, which if it's successful, then it could possibly lead to a new board coming in in the middle of the season. That means uncertainty for Coleman because the favorite who is Font, Victor Font, he is riding with Xavi, and he has a very clear project in mind. And Xavi is going to be the coach. Most likely, Piol is going to be the, um, the sporting director um, and all of that in place. So it's a very uncertain time for Barcelona. If Bartomeu survives, because there's the no-confidence motion, there's a corruption charge against him. If he survives until March when the election is called, then Coleman would continue. And we'll have to see what Coleman will really do. Does... Yeah, no, I think, I think, um, I think, um, Barca need the, the point they make with Javi and, and Puyol and them coming come to the club. I think that's what Barca need because if you look, I will use Chelsea as an example. If you look at Chelsea, Chelsea have Czech as Sporting Director, they have, they have Ashley Cole behind the scenes, they have Jody Morris as assistant manager, they have Lampard as manager. They also know the club, the yes, of the club, exactly, not a foreign, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you need people not only who know the club, but who um who could take the club forward, right? Now, Barca have people in both in management and behind the scenes who are not capable of taking Barca. Yeah, they're just, they're just no thing. But you're more one is player. Yeah, but that's Kumana alone. Yeah, he's fighting. Yeah, but yeah, you need more of that. You need more. Yeah, they are fighting against the board. It's like you're bringing in people to fill a gap, but there's no sinking. There's no one mentality. There's no, for example, let's use Liverpool. Klopp has a way of playing and purchases players to only play that way. He's sick. He handpicks his players because he knows that they're going to add his team. They're going to make Liverpool play better. His club style of football, club ball. He doesn't just buy a player because, well, he only market and it might be a good buy. He produces players because he knows exactly what he want to play and exactly what he's going to improve his team. And that's what you need. What are you thinking, thinking Ramya? Huh? What are you thinking? You want to say something? Yeah, I'm saying on a level, you know, it's like, I think we are just saying that the Liverpool board just supported club. But on a level, he really demonstrated what he was bringing to the yeah. fore because he never really get no funds in a, like the first, first part until there was like a clear project because it was unheard of to spend so much money on a defender. 
for, for a mm. club that historically never shell out money from people like that because before that, all they would just go raid Southampton for some players. Yeah. So it's like the club, the manager himself has to demonstrate to the club that, hey, this can happen. I know Pep, Pep might have had it easier because of the success that he had demonstrated, but I feel like another thing too, with these big teams that have fallen from grace or are falling from grace, they are hiring some crap managers, some very inexperienced managers, no history of winning on a big you level. Experience, you think experience is the issue there? Because, I mean, we have a number of examples of young managers coming to the fore. I mean, let's look at um, um, one who, who knew how much they knew about Flick before his time in Bayern. Not much, yeah. but look what he did. What he did a number of players. I don't think it's experience. I think is the, the 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 management of the club should have an opinion or a clear opinion of how the club should operate and the type exactly. of football the club should be playing. So you could also hire a coach who would um carry out that idea of philosophy and then transmit that and then buy the players to so play that type of football or and, and vice versa. You yeah. can't just hire a coach. I don't just, just so, just so. No, but I was going to say that you could also use Arteta as an example. Because Arteta came in as a manager with no head coach experience, but he learned from Pep after all them years. Yeah. And Arteta has changed the culture of Arsenal Football yeah. Club. Because even though, yeah. yeah, even though Arsenal may not be winning games on a consistent basis, Arteta still yeah. have two trophies since he came. And Arsenal has changed totally from the time with Benga and with Emery. So that's what Barca need. Barca needs somebody who could change the culture of the club because Barca's still hanging, as you say, Barca's still hanging on to Messi. They're still trying to hang on to what they used to be. They need, right now they need to change the whole culture of the club. And they need to, to form a new Barcelona, a new look Barcelona. And uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah. uh, I want to ask you a question. You all are outsiders located in, um, on Barcelona. Um, what is your opinion? Should, should Messi have um, left or Barcelona right to pull him again? Nah, I, I think it's a decision. He should have left. I think Barca should have let him go. Because, as, as I say, Barca needs to start a new culture and a car start a new culture hanging on to Messi. You need to let Messi go. They already let Suarez go. They need to let Busquets go. PK. They need to let all these players go and start fresh. Okay. You go, Ramia. You go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't think he should have left, especially since he was coming to Man City. But um, I felt, <laughs> I feel good like, good I feel like as a, as a club legend, I think it would be a, a disgrace for that to be the final memory of him in 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 Barcelona for all that he has done for the club, even before in that same season when he was digging them out of these ridiculous holes that the team was finding themselves in. I don't think that was the proper way for Messi to leave the club all bitter and tired and sick to his stomach. But I think so the I, same thing going to happen this season, though, at the end of the season. I think the same thing going to happen. He's going to be fighting his way out. It will be handled better. Yeah, I think it will be handled better this season. He probably, be a, be he, probably he could probably get a, a proper send-off and he'll be more at peace with the, the transition. But for him to have left with that as his legacy... That as the yeah. last contribution would have been disgraceful. No yeah, disgraceful. I think I think Messi deserves better, and I think that 
he is good enough to still be the centerpiece of any project going forward, especially with a manager like Xavi, knowing him as a player and knowing how to help him to move forward. So two sides of the coin for me. I would also have loved to see Messi tested in another league, probably the Premier League, or at least come and see him dominate my league. But also as a purist, I think that I would also have preferred him stay and given the support he needs. Because let Messi lose with a good team and I could live with that and then he could move on with that. But seeing him lose with the same Barcelona team that is just people nobody cracks and except picking him to put on a red keep and deliver them was leaving a better taste in my mouth. Yeah. And I would like that he get a chance to be a part of a new project with a good coach like Xavi. Well, a good player. I don't know how he'll be as a coach, but the prospect of him and Xavi working together is kind of exciting to see. So mm-hmm. for me, it was a good coach and a good system. I'm happy to see Messi stay. But if it's more the same and more the craziness of Kuman, I prefer him leave because he's a great in the game and I don't want to see him. You want to see greats go out in the best possible way. You don't want to see him yes. being yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. expert. Um, it, it could get a bit emotional as a Barcelona fan talk about Messi because, I mean, we have enjoyed Messi since 2004 when he made his debut, probably around 17 years old. I mean, after 600 and how many goals, 34 trophies, um, and all his accomplishments, to see him being treated in the way that he treated is absolutely disappointing. Um, and is the propaganda behind it? Because there has been a lot of misconception behind the scenes that Messi tried to um, use something over the club to try to get away free or some other kind of nonsense. In reality, um, Messi rightfully has been signing a contract that allows him to leave every year. What does that tell you? It tells you that Messi, for some reason, saw himself um, coming at the end of his cycle or wanted a new project. He let the club know that, okay, at the end of every year, I must make a decision if I should leave or not. For Bartimeu to use the technicality of coronavirus to hit Messi in the butt and tell him, well, he didn't tell me um, at that point in the season when he was supposed to tell me, well, if Messi had announced that he, was, he wanted to leave at that point where we are focusing on trying to win the league and La Liga, then it would have been ridiculous. So the propaganda is pushed that Messi try on the hand thing to get out of the club and embarrassed him in a particular way and shut and presented him in a certain light. You can't treat a, treat a club legend like that. You simply can't. Okay. You simply can't. And Messi deserves. I would love to see Messi. Obviously, I think Messi should stay in Barcelona. I'd love to see Messi continue at Barcelona because of what he represents for the club. I want to see the best player he will play for my team. However, Messi deserves to make his own decision. If he thinks that his time has come to an end, he thinks he wants a new challenge, and that is in Manchester City, I'll be watching Manchester City football all the time. Obviously not, hopefully there wouldn't be Barcelona or face Barcelona because I'll be supporting Barcelona then. But let him go, and I'll support him. I'll support his decision. He deserves it. Okay. Darren, do you consider Suarez a club legend? Most certainly. How can we not? He managed the third top scorer for Barcelona. He has won the trophies. He won our second treble, 2014-2015. How can he not be a legend? Because the, the partnership he formed with Neymar. Why did the club treat him and Atara Vida like that? And if you read Messi's statements in both cases, he said he wasn't surprised. Because at that point... Like that, they cheated Dani Alves. So the only people that he really treated with some respect were the Barcelona-born players, the... Puyols, the Chavis, Iniesta, everybody else is kind of just pushed on. You had to be, you had to be Bartomeu's friend to be to be able to um, to get that type of send off. Rakitic left the club smiling. Suarez left the club crying. Who is the club legend? All right. So I mean, we all know the friendship that happened between um, 
Suarez, we all know their friendship, and Vidal came in as a South American and got that same type of treatment, and they formed a very good relationship. Um, however, they were against the board. We know that they're against the board. Before Messi even said that, everyone knew that Messi was against the board. All right, even when they had the issue with the board leaking information to the press to, to speak against the players, we all know that we were against the board. So it was a matter of, I think, um, showing who is in charge, breaking it up, because Barton is trying to save his tail in Barcelona. So he needed the dressing room to be on his side, and he couldn't have had the dressing room on his side if Messi and Suarez remained there, because they are against him. And, and Arturo Vidal. And Arturo Vidal, yeah, in extension. Okay, um, so then we could say that at the end of the day, probably the players were against Bartomeu, so he kind of weakened Messi's stance by moving away the strong player around him. weakened Messi's stance. And I know David mentioned that, um, that get, rid of, get rid of all the players, but I believe that planning is better than just shipping out players. I believe that, okay, if PK is there, Get a young defender, for example, they are only not trying to bring in um, um, Eric um, Garcia from, Man back from Manchester City. But have a young player with an experienced player. Allow the inexperienced player to play at least a season with the experienced player, meaning probably they're interchanging games. They might play PK for the important games, but you play the younger player for the, the smaller games, give them the experience. So when you get rid of, 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 of PK, you don't just have a green defender um, playing in your Champions League final, all right? Well, yeah, that, that was meant to know. I don't mean yeah, ship out know, everybody but, one time because yeah, um, if you watch um, Chelsea 2017 season when we won the league, Terry was here, Terry was playing at the club, but I mean, he was at the club, but he wasn't playing. Terry was more in the dressing room, um, motivating yeah. players. And he, and, players. He, he was allowed to groom correct, players. Correct, correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that, that what I mean. I don't mean ship out everybody one time. Yeah, because when Guardiola took over in 2008 and started to get rid of certain type of certain players, he got rid of Ronaldinho and those guys. But he kept certain players. He kept Pewall, he kept Xavi, he kept players that would have been able to integrate to his style of football. And then he brought in Busquets and those kind of guys and, uh, and Alves and those type of guys. So there were the experienced players, the club legends there to guide the younger players. And that is how Guardiola had his success. That's how Enrique had his success in 2014, 2015. Yeah. Okay. Well, always good to hear from all the Barcelona fans and the outsiders looking into Barcelona. So I'd just like everybody now to kind of get a prediction for Barcelona this season. You're going to have the Barcelona expert last. So we're going to go with David, Rami, and myself, then Darren. So basically, we just take the Champions League and La Liga. So where do you think Barcelona will finish? And where do you think they will finish in the Champions League? And probably a small explanation. Let's go, Ramia. All right. Um, I think they'll win La Liga this season. Um, I think Messi, even though he doesn't look it on the pitch right now, has a lot of fire within him trying to, you know, remind persons that, you know, I'm the world best. How, how dare you treat me like this? In the Champions League, I think they'll be in the final four. Again, because that, that fire that Messi has. I think... Having a, a proper tactician as a coach, you might see a different look Barca than the hopeful balls down the right channel or the left channel trying to get in behind somebody's back four. So I think final four, Champions League, with reinforcement in that CDM area, 
and um, I think they should win the league. Cool. Scarlett. Well, um, I think Barca would, in the league, that is, I think they would finish third. I don't think Barca have it in them to contend for the title this season. And Atletico has have strengthened. So I think Atletico will finish above them. I think Barca will just finish third because of all the drama going on off the pitch. And they do have the quality on the pitch to, to go that extra length. In Champions League, uh, Barca is a quarter-final team. Barca does always reach, well, for the past few years, Barca have reached the quarter-finals and knocked out. So I think that will be the case again this season. Okay. For me personally, I think Barcelona, as I said, quarter-final team, so I look forward to them at least making the semi in the Champions League. Anything can happen after that. I think in La Liga, there's a lot of things happening back behind the scenes, so you never know if that at the end of the day could get them Forty-five, but I think I'll expect them to probably win the league because I, I just feel as though Messi gonna take all this distraction. This is last league. I believe he's gonna leave by the end of the season. I just put all his effort into one final hurrah, and I don't want to. Th- I can't believe that. I think the eight-two will be on his mind. He'll want to avenge that, and somebody's gonna get taken that out on them this season. Cool. I concur with Ramia and Jomo. I believe that um, we have the quality to win the league. I think we will win the league. I think Messi's quality will save us quite a lot and we will come trump um, in the league. However, in the Champions League, I mean, I'm an honest Barcelona fan and football has moved away from a one-man show. So I think Messi's hunger and determination will carry us to the semi-final. What happens on, from that point moving ahead will be based on what Coleman does. So I see us winning the league, Champions League um, top four, Hopefully we win, but if that's not certain. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for another wonderful episode. We look forward to our weekend of football again. So moving forward, good to hear from everybody. Everybody keep good, stay safe. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care, guys. Boom. Yeah.